Cameron, beat that like a rented mule. There you go. Podcast. I'm Junior Keiko Ever Junior. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Oh man, we got some good news this week. Uh, it's been a week. Uh, uh, so first of all, happy Thanksgiving because we was off for, for the thank you uh, Thanksgiving week, and now I we bro when we came back. Okay, we had a new country. The new country. Well, we got two new countries actually. The last one was Iraq. Now we got Kenya and Zambia. Zambia, right in Africa. Yeah, right. If you were to tell me, Junior, okay. Point on the map to Zambia. I don't know. I, I failed my geography. I, I failed. Actually, I failed like almost every day. So they sent me to night school, right? Because I never get my credits. And they sent me to night school. And they gave me one math problem, right? Because I was getting my GED. They gave me my math problem. They said, okay, Junior, so you, you, you get five apples. Your neighbor take two apples. What you get? I told him, I said, one dead neighbor and all five apples. They kicked me out of night school. But that's a different story, all right? That's a different story. Anyway, so hey, welcome to the podcast. So um, my producer, who is 33 years old, right? he's 33, this guy. And he goes, he goes, you know, uh, Unks. He calls me Unks. Right? He goes, Unks. Like, everybody calls me Unks nowadays. I don't know. That's my new name. So he goes, uh, Unks, right? you got you to gotta push the website. And you got to have them go to the website and join the website. And, and I'm like, okay, so anyway, you guys got to go to the website, jrkjr.com, okay? Register for the email. You will not get advertising or spamming or anything like that. The reason why we do that is uh, so you can get free life coaching. We do it as a, a public service, okay? And um, on today's podcast, oh, I got I to gotta also ask you for a review. Okay, please review the podcast because <laughs> this gets up. My producer tells me. Uh, you know, Unks, uh, if, if your thing is not reviewed, the podcast, you know, it has to be reviewed uh, because it'll go on Apple. And then if you don't have the reviews, then Apple won't push it. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So please, please review the podcast. Please give us five stars and uh, say something you like about it because we have a lot of people following now. And uh, we're very, very grateful for you guys. So thank you again. Now, on today's podcast, um, <laughs> so following your dreams, Hawaiians, okay? Now, if you are uh, what they call a uh, 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 multi-potentiality, uh, what is it? Multi, bro, I can't even, this is a $10 word. Multi-potentiality, uh, but never, never mind. Like, so somebody who's interested in a lot of stuff. <laughs> can't, I can't even say the word, bro. Okay, so, um, yeah, those people, right? So they're, they're interested in like so many things, right? I finally met a guy that uh, is kind of like me, right? I never thought I would meet a younger version of me, right? Because, I, I, you know, this is how it is, right? We always think we're alone, okay? So on this podcast, I'm going to tell you the story how I ran from teaching. I ran, like, hard. 
until it caught up with me. And then I'm like, okay, you got to teach, right? Like God has a way of doing this, right? Because cells have memory. Okay, now if you're familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza, he will tell you that cells have memory. Now, cells have memory. So what that means is you are an expression of your parents. Okay, so I saw this. I saw this commercial one time, right? And this commercial was like... uh, it was like uh, my grandfather drove truck for the dairy, and then my father drove truck for the dairy, and now I'm driving truck for the dairy. Okay, so in my mind, right, I was watching the TV commercial. This was years ago. I was watching the TV commercial, and I was going, "Wow, this family does not have ambition. There's no, there's no goals in this family." You know what I mean? So, but that that wasn't the case, okay? Because I want to share my story, and and my teaching story with you guys because I am the product okay or the expression of two teachers (laughs) two teachers I mean okay and I gotta tell you guys if you guys if there's anybody out there who's like was raised by a teacher you feel my pain okay but teachers kids oh my god okay so I knew a bunch of teachers kids because you know they all we all went to elementary school together and our parents were all elementary school teachers well some of our some of our parents and um, and then I remember one was the counselor's kid, you know, and that, that was a little bit different. It wasn't like being a teacher. But when you when you grow up and you're a teacher's kid, OK, uh, <laughs> life is tough. <laughs> life is tough. So the first thing they do, right, is teach you. Right. So they teach you like all these things. Right. So my mom got me uh, an encyclopedia, the children's uh, en- uh, Encyclopedia Britannica, which was different from the the black and white version you know that in uh this one had pictures had color pictures everything right so i started learning the species of sharks and fish and birds and flowers and ants and like i could tell you the difference between a fire ant a black ant a, you know african ant and an asian ant <laughs> you know i don't know all this stuff right and so that was my world my world was like very you know like do this do that whatever so naturally right the the other side happened the rebellious side happened and the rebellious side kind of caught up uh i want to say with my parents because they're the ones that pushed me in one direction and pretty soon the pendulum swings back okay now parents today are letting their kids kind of like just find themselves right like you know feed their interests right take them to music lessons take them to ballet take them to soccer take them to football whatever and then let them find their way um some other parents i remember this guy that i worked with his father was very adamant about him playing football right and when he did bad in football his dad used to like come down on him and you know pressure him and and whatever but this guy was an all-star player he he was in the all-stars i mean statewide like he was he was big time and um and he got there through that process right but his dad was hard on him okay so um sometimes you need that degree of discipline or that degree of push or that degree of having someone force you into focus i want to say force uh because it's not it's not you know if you had a choice maybe you'd be at the beach surfing i don't know whatever but but that kind of thing right and so um I was the the product of of two teachers, right? And then my my parents got a divorce when I when I was younger, and so. Um, but my mom was the one who you know had to be uh, mom and dad for a little while, right? And then she she would like push me for this, that, and the other because she didn't want me to fail. She didn't want me to you know become like I don't know 
other kids that she saw, right? Or kids that she had to teach that weren't getting the support at home. So she was very supportive in education, okay? But that's about where the ball lied because outside of education, like, she was not down, right? And um, so I got to tell you, I tried to escape teaching. Now, when I was young, my mom was an elementary school teacher and she always told me teaching didn't make money. You know, so just, you know, you want to be, you want to make money? Don't be a teacher. She, she used to tell me that. Okay. But on the other side, so there was a dichotomy here. On the other side, she was pushing, pushing, pushing me into education, right? But, you know, it's like, okay, get educated, but don't be a teacher because teachers don't make money, right? All right. Then I started, you know, down the road and, and whatever. And pretty soon I found entertainment. And when I saw like entertainment, right? Now my mom knew entertainment because she knew the uncles and people that I didn't meet until later in my life. Like when I was in, oh gosh, when I when I was about maybe from f- the age of 14 on. But before that, she already knew these guys and she, she knew these people, right? And she knew that the there was this facade, you know, with entertainment, right? It's called show business and show business is what you see. So they put on a show for you. So it's like, okay, look at this. And when you're watching that show, like the world is perfect. Everything is perfect. Everything is, you know, because it's a show, right? Now, the, the thing about the, the show thing is everything is 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 like, you know, uh, like, like in its place. Everything is perfect, right? The lighting, the sound, like everything you, when you're watching a show. Now, I used to watch shows on TV, and I used to see these guys, and I used to go, wow, yeah, I want to do that, right? So I saw Frank Sinatra. I saw Dean Martin. When I grew up, there were there were these these um, shows. There were like, um, uh, what did they call them? They called them um, variety shows, so, so variety. So they would sing, they would act, they would dance, everything on one show. And they would do skits. I mean, you know, they would do music, everything, right? Play instruments, the, the whole nine yards. And so when I saw all of these things, I go, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to play instruments. I want to sing. I want to do ventriloquism. I want to, I want to do comedy. I want to do that. I want to do all of that. And so that's where I was headed. So when it came uh, time for my mom to, you know, sit me down and go, all right, now which college are we going to go for? Right? <laughs> and, and so I had to break the news to her. I said, mom. Uh, because there was no college for entertainers. There was no college for entertainment. There, you know, today there exists um, music programs. So if you want to learn how to be an engineer, you want to learn the music business, they have business programs for that, right? They have they have a business school that will actually teach you the business of entertainment. Well, they, they, these things did not exist back in the day. I'm very glad for the kids today that it exists because back in the day, oh man, like there was nothing. And so I told my mom, so my mom, when she sat, well, well, she didn't sit me down. Actually, she was cooking hamburgers. And when I told her that I wasn't going to college, she dropped the spatula in the pan. And she said, you what? Right. And I said, mom, there's, there's, there's nothing for me in college. I want to be an entertainer. So I got to go where they are. I got to, you know, so, so my mom, I think, you know, um, when she heard that, it sounded like I was going to run away and join the circus, right? And that was, I think, her biggest nightmare because that was what she was fearing uh, early on in my life, that I would just end up, you know, following nothing, like like going off into, you know, in, in, into the abyss, right? <laughs> into the dark abyss, right? And so 
Um, but that happened, right? I ended up going to college, but that's a, that's not a that's not a podcast. Always. I went to college. I went on my own. I I I, I pulled off some straight A's and then I I dropped out. But anyway, but that's another that's another podcast. But anyway, so the the point of this whole podcast is how I ran from teaching. Now I you know so so because cells have memory, like Dr. Joe Dispenza uh, so brilliantly uh, uh, explains. On, on his so look him up look him up on YouTube and stuff so he he explains how cells have memory and these cells gets passed gets passed down you have heard probably uh, you've probably heard these things expressed in the way of DNA so so it goes down the chain right so your kids are expressions of you and who you choose right and then and then it goes down right the next the next generation and then the next generation some of these things eventually get filtered out and some of these things don't Okay. Now, Sadhguru, who I follow on uh, on YouTube as well, I followed him for years. Uh, he's he's an Indian guru, and uh, he's he's a, a, a very wise guy, and did not go to college. He did not go to college. Okay, so his his thing is is um, intuition, intuitive learning, and and the fact that we're all born with infinite knowledge, which we are. Okay, it, we just have to act, activate it. We we have to bring it into uh, our world for whatever we're interested in. And yes, if you're you know wanting to be a lawyer, a doctor, things like that, yeah, you got to go to college for that. Okay, but for other things, you don't. And so, in my head, when I was you know turning down college initially the first time, when I when I was turning down college and stuff, right. It's because nothing like that existed, and I was just faced with more reading, writing, and arithmetic. And I was like, "No, I, I've been there, done that." Okay, so, um, so, so I went off, and the, the first thing I I did was tell my mom, "Put me on the plane." Like after high school graduation, put me on a plane. I'm going, and I'm not coming back until I'm a star. Right? <laughs> you know, I, I actually said that, right? Because I was determined. And there is nothing, there is nothing more. Um, I want to say uh, that well, there's nothing better you could do than to be determined with your desire, okay? And never, I repeat, never give up on your dreams, never. Now, if I would have folded on my dreams, right, at some point along the way, it it would have led to something else, right? But who knows, like what that would have been and what the turnout, you know, would have been. But I stuck to my dreams, and as a result, they all came true. They all one by one. It's like boom, boom. Boom, all the way up to the Waikiki show that I wanted to do when I was like 14 years old, right? Or maybe 13, I think. And so, so because I saw these things, right? I saw it on TV. You know, I saw Don Ho doing it locally. I saw Frank Sinatra doing it nationally and all these other guys on the variety shows. And, and so that's what I wanted to chase. Now, I, I did everything in my power to fight teacher, right to fight teacher no no teaching no get away from that get it doesn't make money i had all these preconceived notions about teaching now um somewhere along the line right i i did i did uh, tell my mom i said well you know what i want to i want to do certain things relative to the entertainment world so i want to go and study voice you know and so i went and studied voice right and then i well i want to study acting i never i never found uh the right acting coach i i worked out with one guy for a little while i worked out with this one girl for a little while and it never really i don't know i want to say it never clicked with me i want to use that term it didn't click and so so i abandoned that right but teaching was the last thing on my mind 
And all of a sudden, one day, um, I, since I, I did my studies in classical music, I did my training in classical music, uh, I started helping this girl. And um, and I told her, I said, you know, I can I can get you to where you want to be. And, and you just need to do a few things and I'll show you what to do and, uh, and I'll teach you for free. Right. So this is another uh, law of attraction thing for you guys. OK, so I taught her for free. I did not charge her a dime. And I drove to her house in. Uh, so on on the island of Oahu over here where I live, it's it's um, oh, it's about maybe a 40 minute drive in those days, maybe a little bit less from Mililani to Kalihi. And and I drove uh, like once a week for free for this girl. And because she was talented, okay, but she was missing some fundamental things, one of which was self-confidence, uh, one which I've been now teaching for like 33 years, right? And and another one of these things is um, Nikola Tesla talks about energy, frequency, vibration, and how it is essential to understand these principles if you want to understand the universe. Now, in the Bible, it tells us that God spoke the world into existence, okay? That's vibration. Now, without getting too deep and heavy into that and going over everybody's heads, just know that your vibration, your voice, okay, your, what you use to produce your audible vibration, okay, is, is very, very important. And you can speak things into being, okay? And that's not to say that you can stand in your driveway and say, okay, car, appear, and then a car is going to appear. No, not like that. A little bit different, okay? But that's not a podcast, always, okay? But 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 what I'm saying is, your voice is very important, and it's very important to exercise this vibration that brings you self confidence, okay? Now a lot of people think that you know, but a lot of people know uh, it's common knowledge, right? That oh, okay, well if you sing in front of people, you speak in front of people, then you're gonna get self confidence, right? Okay, people think that. And for the most part, that's indirectly true, right? Because when you when you stand in front of an audience, you know, you see all them eyeballs looking at you, right? That's energy. You see all that energy. And what are you thinking? Judgment, right? And that's what scares the crap out of you, right? Okay, now, so everybody, you know, everybody's self-conscious about judgment because we've all been judged and that starts with parents, okay? So... So my teaching, my teaching thingy with, with this girl started, okay? And I can tell you her name. Her name is Sheila. And, um, and so it started, it started out that way, right? And in about, I want to say, less than a year, in about maybe nine months, uh, this girl became, I, I want to say, the most powerful, the most vibrant, the most dynamic uh, 16-year-old singer that you've ever seen. Uh, I have not seen... Uh, I've trained. I've trained many people. I think I have one one student right now. I think I have one with the kind of potential that she had, but not as uh, I want to say. I want to say not as uh, aggressive. I want. I want to use that term. But this girl was aggressive. She was hungry, and she she wanted to climb that ladder. She wanted to get out there and and be a star and all those things that that you you know pe- kids have that in in their minds like I did right. And I wanted that for her, so I trained her and I trained her so well. I spent like an hour, hour and a half, sometimes two hours with her, and and uh, did it all for free right. So this is this is the lesson. Now when you give right, and we did this on other podcasts. I told you guys when you give okay. And and you don't, you know, no expectation of receiving, right? When you give, it doesn't matter where you give because it'll come back somewhere else, right? Okay, so like I gave to Sheila, 
right? And I didn't even think about it. I'm like, I just, I just want this girl. You know, I can bump this girl up. I know what to do. I can, I can flip this switch in her and boom, she can just take off, right? And she did. And she really did. And she started making, she started doing recordings. She started doing all this stuff. And, um, and then her friends started asking me, oh, can, can, can we, can we learn from you? And then the word got around. Now, pretty soon, this led to me going house to house in a, in a $400 Toyota that I had right back in the day. Now, this was going against my, my entertainment thing. At the time, I was working in radio. At the time, I was working in radio. And the reason why I got into radio is to pursue entertainment, right? Because I thought, well, if I get around the music business and the music people, right? And then pretty soon, you know, somebody's going to discover me. Somebody, somebody's going to look at me and go, oh, bro, you can, you can play guitar, sing, all that. Oh, yeah, we can use you over here and, and make me an album, right? Okay, wrong. <laughs> that didn't happen. Okay, but here's what did happen, Hawaiians. Okay, so the radio thing took me on one sidewinder journey on the on on one side, right? While I was doing this this thing with Sheila, and so I was off, you know, doing radio over here, and then I was over there doing a, a rent to own job that I had, and then then Sheila was like in the middle, right? And she was like my hobby, and. I put everything I had into this girl and pretty soon the friends, everybody, word gets around. Now, word of mouth is the best advertising and I was not looking for advertising because I did not want to teach. I did not want to teach. And pretty soon, here I am going door to door because I couldn't say no to these people. And these kids had talent. Now, this was in the Filipino community and this is why my my heart is very close to the Filipino community and Filipino people because they treated me like a king and I did things for their kids that that like nobody else could do nobody else are, no, so so here's one thing you got to know there were two voice teachers in town okay and these two there was just two of them and these two voice teachers were like the cream of the crop people okay and one of them became my teacher uh, well, I, I became her student. And and this other lady trained, you know, these other Hawaiian music artists and stuff. And she picked up because one of her, her one of her students got very famous. And so then everybody wanted to go to her. Right. And then my teacher was uh, equally as good, but not, you know, she didn't have that celebrity factor to her that the other lady did because she had a famous student. Right. So but the, the people that went to my teacher, like they really excelled. I mean, they 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 did really really well and anyway so so here i am with sheila right and now i'm going door to door and i still go and see sheila right but i'm going to door to door on the weekends <clears throat> during the weekday I'm, I'm doing the radio thing i'm doing you know uh rent to own i'm doing all these side jobs i, I was doing security for a while you know and um so so i keep doing the thing you know door to door now this keeps growing okay then pretty soon it comes to the point where I was at this radio station. Okay, now I, I did a, a Filipino radio uh, station gig and I, I was the first non Filipino uh, to do a Filipino radio show. I learned to speak Tagalog. You know, I was on the radio going, hey, magandang tangali po sa inyong lahat, mga kaibigan. You know, stuff like that, right? And I was speaking Tagalog. And, and the community was teaching me. They would call me and they said, okay, write this down. You got to say this. You got to say that. And they would teach me over the phone. And then I would say it on the radio live and they, they get, they get a big kick out of it, right? And they would bring me Filipino food and they treated me like a king. All right. So fast forward, I leave that place, right? And because I want to get back into the mainstream. 
and I had gone to the Filipino station because my I started losing my voice. Uh, I had some issues with my throat, and I needed to get out of the mainstream radio for a little while. And those were the most rewarding years of my uh, of my personal life in the Filipino community. It was it was unreal, and and they treated me with such. Uh, I, I want to say with such reverence and, and they appreciated the fact I was interested in their culture and, and, you know, speaking their language, eating their food, going to their events. And it was like, it was like there's, there's a, there's a patch of years there. Okay. There's, there's, there's like a, a, a quite a few years that I spent in the Filipino community that I have no recollection of what happened in the outside world. Because when I was at the Filipino radio station, they went to Filipino weddings. They shopped at Filipino stores. They did uh, Filipino things. So everything was Filipino, right? It was like I went to the Philippines for a while. It was really like, and I'm not exaggerating. This is not a, it's not a racist statement. I love these people. And, and this, it, it, it was so unique because because you know we I went to Filipino baby parties Filipino and this these were people that spoke the language and most of these people spoke different dialects so they spoke Tagalog Ilocano Pangasinan like all these different you know Visayan all these different dialects and so there was a period of years uh that I did not uh I I can't tell you what the hit song was uh, I can't tell you what the best movie was or whatever because I went to Filipino. I went to video stores and rented Filipino movies, and and I had a Filipino girlfriend, which led to a Filipino fiance, and and we went to Filipino parties, like all of that. So so now I'm I'm teaching right, and I started teaching the Filipino community, and then I was doing my my side jobs and stuff like that, right? And and now I am beginning to be immersed in teaching the thing that I wanted to run from. Right, the thing I was running from, because I, I, and it was like I was denying myself. Right, it was like, it was like, no, you're a teacher, dude. I'm like, no, no, I'm not a teacher. I'm, I'm an entertainer. I'm gonna do that, and so I, I went that way, right. So I forced myself that way. Meanwhile, my mom, right, who is the, the, the teacher in the family, right, and my, my, my dad's gone. He, he was divorced. They were divorced by that time, and, and we had, you know, I had, I had a stepdad, and, um. But my mom was always like, no, you're, you're a teacher. You need to teach. And I'm like, nah, come on, you're crazy. And so, so I keep pushing that on the side, right? Now, meanwhile, because of these people asking me and, you know, bringing and very humble people, these guys treated me so good, right? Well, could you please teach my son? Could you please teach my daughter? So I, of course, I cannot say no. I mean, it's just very hard for me to turn somebody away like that. So I, I go ahead and I teach them. I develop all these kids. Pretty soon, a bunch of these kids are doing recordings and we're producing them and we're doing all kinds of stuff like that, right? Now, I start working in the Hawaiian community, okay? And now, in the Hawaiian community, I start getting treated like crap. And I'm like, what? I'm like, these guys, oh, I can't even tell you. I cannot even tell you that I went from being treated like a king over here in the Filipino community of which I was the minority, right? And then I go into the Hawaiian community, right? Because this this uh, this girl told me there was an opening, so I applied. It long long story, one that's not a podcast of how I got the job and whatever. And it was very spiritual. It was a very spiritual thing, right? And so then I get tested by fire. I get thrown into this Hawaiian community, right? At this Hawaiian station, um, where you know, I figured, well, 
okay, now I have the I have the chance, right? Because this is the Hawaiian community. This is me. I'm I'm a local guy, a local boy. Not you know, uh, I, I'm in I'm in now, right? I'm in the Hawaiian community. <clears throat> Wrong. Okay, so these guys ended up treating me like crap. Now I'm going through boot camp. Okay. And this is like years, as many years as I was in the Filipino community, I pulled in the Hawaiian community, right? And, and it was good. I don't, I don't regret it at all. It was, but it was like going through boot camp and it taught me a lot about, about the difference between these two cultures, right? It taught me a lot, Hawaiians. And I, I was going through this thing and it was like, um, it was like the mind games were so heavy and thick. You could cut it with a knife. I mean, it was like from the time you get to work until the time you go home, you're being screwed with mentally. There was this one guy that um, made some sense of it to me. Because one day I, I went up to him and because I, I couldn't, I was getting to the point where I couldn't take this anymore, right? And I went up to him and I said, hey, you know, how do you deal with this stuff? Because I saw it happen to him. I saw people like talking smack about him like like as soon as he left the room, right? And I'm like, he has to know about this, right? And so I went up to him, I said, hey, how do you deal with this? He goes, you know what? I don't let it bother me. I'm like, how do you not let it bother you? And he goes, I don't even think about it. I just do my thing. I'm here for me. And, I'm, and I thought about that and I learned a lot from this guy. And now this guy's on TV. This guy is on a on a news station. He's you know he's on a, a TV morning show, and he's doing well, right? He's doing really good, and and so I learned a lot from him, and, and I took that with with me that that bit of knowledge from him, and I started applying it. Okay, now with knowledge comes responsibility. Okay, now we get back to the the life coaching part. Okay, with knowledge comes responsibility. Once you know, you are accountable. Okay, you you need to apply that knowledge because you know. You cannot claim you don't know. Okay, you cannot sit around and deny it because if you live in denial, then, you know, what happens to you happens to you and it's your fault at that point because you know. So so I apply this stuff, right? I start applying it. Now, pretty soon, right, I can't take it anymore. And I'm like, you know what? I I, I was sitting at the... I, so this is this is part of the law of attraction thing, right? So now I've attracted this... this music industry scenario that I wanted and now I'm smack dab in the middle of all this so I saw the good part I saw the bad part I saw the drugs I saw the artists getting all jacked up right I I saw all the the evil part the good part the ugly part right you know and these 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 artists that you would see out in public doing these shows and 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 the facade was there everything was perfect and everybody was crying everybody was getting into it everybody you know emotional right and then there was the part that the public didn't see. There was the part where these guys get jacked up, right? And then there was ice usage and all kinds of drugs and all kinds of stuff. And the same people, you know, we told you on not a podcast. The same guys that were pushing these guys to work were selling these guys stuff to keep them working. And the ugly side, right, surfaced. And I saw that. And it was like God telling me, well, you want to sign up for that? Is that what you want to sign up for, right? So I kind of avoided it a little bit. Until I got to the point where, you know, I got to the point in, in that um, in that scenario where I said, you know what, enough is enough. Because I had a general manager and I learned a lot from him. And what I learned from that general manager helped me in my companies. And I cannot complain about that. I'm very grateful to him, right? 
but he used to he used to tell me one thing every time I used to say like you know stuff like oh we we really need some supplies because like you know I was a production director and and I really need some supplies I need some of this and that and his response would be you do like working here don't you junior right <laughs> you know and, and and I'm like whoa like like you know that kind right and so what happened was that voice played in the back of my head you know you do like working here don't you you know and and at first the answer was yeah i like working here right but then then pretty soon the answer became no you know what i don't like working here this place sucks right you know and then at that point i started i started you know desiring something else right and and like i tell you the law of attraction right so i started desiring a better situation and guess what right okay it happened Okay, so this guy tells me, hey, this this guy was looking for you, you know, he wants to talk to you. He wants you to, you know, join another radio station group, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And the rest, as they say, is history. Okay, but the teaching part that I was running from, right? So I was still teaching. One morning I was eating my cereal, right? And this is the law of attraction, guys. And you guys, especially you younger guys, need to learn this lesson. I'm sitting at the table, right? And I'm going, you know these guys are totally messing with my head every day. And, and I just, I want to think, I've got to think up something. i got to think up some plan that I'm going to do that, that will get back at these guys, right? Because, like, I was, I was that kind. I, I was like that. In fact, I, you know, I, I still kind of get that way about some things. And I, and I got to go, whoa, 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 whoa. Put on the brakes, bull, right? Because that's how I grew up. I grew up with a bunch of tough uncles. And these guys were all syndicate uncles, right? You know, they all had, they all had pool. They all had political, whatever, all of that. So when, when, when somebody messed with them, they would totally screw these guys up, right? And, and sometimes it was messing them up physically. Sometimes it was, you know, um, some other things that were a little bit more creative. And so, so one morning I was sitting down, I was having my cereal, I was looking out to the valley. I used to live with this, you know, I, in fact, right now I live, I live in a valley, but, but I used to live in a valley and I should look out at the, the pine trees and I used to think of like, okay, what, what am I, I'm going to do something to these guys. They'll never forget. Right. And then it hit me, Hollins. Okay. So the devil and the angel on the shoulder, right. And the devil on the shoulder was going, yeah, yeah, you got to think up something. You got to think up something for these guys. The angel on my shoulder said, wait a minute. You wanted to do your music, right? You know, and, and pretty soon the angel started pulling my ear. And I started going, yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. I did want to do my music. And so what happened was they started reducing my hours, right? And, and right at the time that I was desiring something else, and I heard that this guy was looking for me and whatever, they started cutting back my hours, which ended in me standing in the unemployment line, right? Now, I had always been teaching since this, this girl, Sheila, and I had a bunch of students on the weekends. So on the weekends, on Saturday and Sunday, I would be sitting in my living room and these kids would come over one by one and I would teach all these kids throughout, you know, a whole schedule on Saturday and Sunday. And then I go back to work. Now, so I, I had this angel thing on my shoulder, right? And that devil thing, right? And the angel started pulling me and going, no, look, you, you got more time now. You, you built a recording studio in there, and, and you know, because I had a recording studio in my house. This was like right before recording studios 
at home, like home studios were a thing. And we built one and I had one, right? And and so pretty soon it was like, no, you, you have the recording studio already and you have the time. Why aren't you doing your music? You you have all this time now. Instead of thinking about how you gonna how you gonna, you know, screw these guys up, why don't you think about your music, right? And I started thinking. And then I and I, I got it and I'm like, yeah, okay. That that's what I'll do, right? That I'm gonna do that. So I started, we started doing more music and more recordings and we started ramping up the production company. The production company existed already. That was our first company. And that company, we were doing jingles, we were doing production music for people, we were doing um, we were doing music for, for recording artists, we were doing stuff like that on a small level, a small level, small scale, in between my, my Monday to Friday, nine to five kind of deal, right? Uh, actually, it was eight to five, <laughs> it was like, cause one hour was lunch, right? So, but, but, you know, that was, that was on the side. So I started increasing that. And pretty soon I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to quit my job already that I'm, I'm done. I I am done with this. Right. And the other position that I was offered was a part-time position. It was weekends, right? It was weekends and station voice at this, this other station. So I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds good to me. I'm just going to work part-time and I'm going to rely on, on expanding the music and expanding the students and and we'll we'll see if that works so so i handed in my resignation right i went down to mauna Kea street there's this uh, place over here where we live uh that that they have a lot of lay stands so hawaii has lays if you guys uh you know in in um Zimbabwe, you guys listening to us in Zambia? Okay, you guys, you guys can Google what a lay is. It's, it's flowers. So I went down. I got like forty-two lays, and I gave everybody a lay at at the radio station. The general manager, like everybody that works in the office, all the disc jockeys, everybody, everybody got a lay from me, right? And and that was the way I left, and I left in a good way, and that set me up for the next step, which was very immensely successful. Now the next step right was this station group and this was in this was in 1999 okay and this station group right I, I i was brand new at the station group but i knew i knew some guys right and this one guy that that his partner got sick right i told you tell you guys that story the diverticulitis thing he got right and and god god bless him i mean you know uh he, he he did a lot of stuff to end my career, but it just it just backfired. It it just boosted me up more, and and so uh, I was lucky, right? Got on that thing, and the rest, as they say, is history. And boom, I was just, you know, before I knew it, it was like I was on a space shuttle. I was like going straight up, right? And and so now on on the side, right? This was part time. I was doing this part time. I did those things for free. And I had my, my, my singing students, right? We expanded that during the week. So now, now we had two companies, right? Cause we started the singing school and it was the first singing school, formal singing school in Hawaii. And it was called Voice Master Singing School. Now, when we first started it, I think we called it Voice Master Voice Training School, right? Cause you know, and it, we, we went through and you guys are gonna, you guys that go to business, you guys are gonna learn this. You have to keep re-imaging, you have to keep refining, you have to keep redoing, you have to keep reinventing. Because if you don't, you're gonna get stuck with that one thing. And when, when the time starts to change and when things start to change, you're gonna get left behind. Okay, so write that down, okay? Write that part down. Now, okay, all this time I had been running from teaching. Now, 
teaching actually, you know, started to anchor me down and started to occupy more of my time. Now, the reason I created the school wasn't really because I quit my job, because I had enough students on the weekend, right? And I had enough of, I had enough income, really, from the production company, plus the students, plus we did a, we, we were doing a service where we did the voices, well, I was doing the voice, actually, uh, for this hotel, on their on their PBX system, when you call in, you get my voice, and kind of like when you call Kaiser, right? And you get that guy comes out. I know that guy. <laughs> I know that guy. And he's you know he comes out. Uh, you know, press one for this, press two, whatever that kind of thing. So I was doing that as a as a business, and and um, so I had enough income. I didn't have to teach, but my friend who was blind was sleeping in the back room like all day long. He would just sleep in the back room. And after a while, I was like, if I didn't have any music projects to do, if I didn't have any recordings to do or people to produce or anything, he would just sleep all day. So I decided, all right, you know what? I'm going to start this school as a, as a formal school, whatever, okay? And we started Voice Master Voice Training School. And I, I got a hold of the phone book people, right? And they sent me a, they, they sent me a, an account executive came over to the house, right? It was highly illegal because at the house, it was zoned for for residential. And we were doing commercial business in a residential district. Right? I think a lot of people go through that. They start in their garage. Microsoft, right? Microsoft started in their garage. Okay, we started in, in the studio in our house. And so so they send this person in and they, they make an ad for us that we're going to put in the Yellow Pages, Right. Now, that year, we were the only people, okay, and and uh, I think the year was 19, uh, what was it, was it, um, I believe it was, nine, it was in the 90s, it was like in the, the mid-90s, I want to say around 96, uh, about 96, I think, right before, uh, was no, it was later than that, it must have been like 90, 97, 98, around there, we put the ad in, in the phone book, and we were the only like voice instructors in the phone book. So we were the first commercial uh, voice school. The second year, right, there was like 11 guys, right? Because here's what salespeople do, right? Salespeople go around to the other music people and go, hey, you know what? This one guy's uh, teaching voice. You guys should teach voice. You guys should put an ad in there, right? And that's how they sell ads. And that's what happened. So these other people, you know, because I knew this guy was a guitar teacher, right? And I'm like, what? You're teaching voice? I'm like, because I had, I had training. I had classical, a classical music background. This guy, he didn't have any background, right? But he's teaching. I'm like, oh, man. So I had to go through all that kind of stuff. And, and it's kind of aggravating because you put in the time, right? And then somebody else who didn't put in the time but's making the claims and that kind of thing. Okay, so that happened, right? Now, because my friend needed, and he was blind, and you know, he was an expert, virtuoso on, on piano. And so we set up everything, and and now he had purpose, right? Now it gave him purpose. So he was teaching, right? And I taught him how to teach voice. And so he and I would, you know, talk shop about music and voice. And, and I learned music from him, uh, from what, you know, from what he showed me and stuff that, you know, over the years. And he was, we went down the road 30 years together, me and him and this other girl, Miley. And we started Voice Master, the three of us. 
and Miley did the the uh, you know the office work and whatever. Got her a computer, taught her how to do uh, computers and everything. And Miley had cerebral palsy, so Miley's legs didn't work too well, and she used to crawl in the house. But we set her up with an office, whatever, in the living room, right? We, we made the living room into an office. It was an office waiting room. And she had a desk in there. We, we outfitted the whole house for work. So, and this, this is the way it went down. I mean, so, so now, right, Wayne had purpose and he had, he had a job and he had something to do rather than sleep all day. Cause this was a genius wasting his genius sleeping all day, right? And then I had a, you know, I had purpose, right? So I was, I got sucked in the teaching and this is how the teaching thing happened for me. And so I, I tried like the first half of my life to run from teaching, right? Okay. Now the running wasn't over. Okay. So we started this thing. Then the popularity came, boom, it just shot me through the stratosphere. And here I was on this journey doing the, you know, the junior Kekoeva junior road show. And then the wedding and party business started. So we had a wedding and party business. We had a school singing school. Right? We had a production company. We had So these things that we were doing were all simultaneously done out of this studio. So everything that we were doing was, was you know, um, was related, kind of related. And then we started the record label. So it started out as Emuel Records. That morphed into what is now AFM Worldwide. Uh, actually, it, it, the company is AFM Worldwide LLC. But the, the DBA is AFMHawaiiMusic.com. So that's one of our sponsors for, for the podcast. And so anyway, so this journey keeps going. We keep building. Businesses keep keep going. We keep, you know, everything sustaining. We go down the road. Now, I'm trying to get out of teaching, right? I'm doing everything I can. I'm calling. I, we got an agent in Orlando, Florida, right? He actually went to Vegas to meet with people on our behalf. We, we tried all this stuff, right? Tried to get out of teaching. Tried to get out of teaching. God somehow just brought me back into teaching and and kind of like, you know, real easy, right? Real easy. Like, like right there, boy, right there. Teaching. There you go. Teaching, right? So no matter what happened, I, I always ended up back at teaching. Back at teaching. Okay? Eventually, you know, the radio, the radio thing came to its end, 18 years. We built a $4 million ad machine in 18 years, right? With seven radio stations, right? And that came to a close. Guess what was left? Teaching, right? Okay. Now in 2007, we started looking into life coaching. We started teaching, uh, we started our, our consultant company in 2010, but in 2008, life coaching started. We started going in with life coaching. By 2010, uh, I want to say 2000, 2008, by 2008, 2009, right around there, life coaching began, began becoming incorporated with the law of attraction into, into our singing school. The life coaching was born out of that. And now we have here for you uh, life coaching. So it's here for you dot live for you guys that want to go check out the website. Okay. But this started making significant differences in people's lives. And I couldn't say no to that. Okay. Just like I couldn't say no to these Filipino people that brought their children. Right. Oh, can you teach my son? Oh, can you teach my daughter? Right. Now I have these, I had these executives, this executive, uh, this, this vice president of this insurance company, right. Turned her life around, just really opened her life up and, and, and showed her like new things and uh, her life just took off. And, you know, these things became, um, my, um, 
my joy. Let's put it that way. My joy. Because when I see these things, right? Because it, it worked for me, right? When I made that decision on that table at breakfast that day, like, okay, I'm going to take the positive road. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my music. I'm going to make more time for my music, right? And then I turned around and I built the school for my friend. I'm like, okay, we're going we're gonna to do this and, and we're going to expand this, but this gonna be this going to be for Wayne. And, you know, that's what I really did it for. I did it for him so that he would have something to do. It, it was not my intention on building a school, but that school has become the foundation, right? And, and the blessings come as a result of that school. And the initial blessings came with, with Wayne and Miley. And the initial blessing, because I created the school, so now Wayne had something to do. It gave him purpose, brought blessings. So this is what I'm trying to tell you guys about the law of attraction, right? So sometimes with the law of attraction, well, most, most often, right? Um, you, you can say what you want to God and God will bring you what you want. Okay. But you have to provide service. You have to do something. Okay. Nobody gets something for nothing. There is a sacrifice for everything. I told you guys this on not a podcast, right? And the sacrifice that, that I paid for the fame, for wanting to go out and do that, you know, would I have gotten the, <clears throat> would I have had to have made the sacrifice if it was the school? Oh Yeah. Yeah, and there was there was sacrifices to that. There was big sacrifices to that. But there was also a huge sacrifice to the entertainment thing and the people I had to work with and the, the abuse I had to take and the the you know the stress and, and all of that. Okay, the harder you work, the more stress you're gonna encounter, right? Because you're working hard. Okay. Sometimes when when you know now if I uh, what I know now if I would applied it applied it back then it would have been easier much much easier because it doesn't take as much to get ahead like you think. Okay. Right now the majority of you guys listening to me are working too hard. Okay. It's about rhythm. It's not about working hard. It's about being smart and working in rhythm. Because vibrational uh, rhythm is very important to learn. When I teach these, to, when I teach these uh, techniques to my students, they, they're like, "Whoa, wow, unks, this stuff really works." And then what happens? Well, down the down the road, they need to come back for a tune-up. Why? Because they get caught up in the matrix. They get caught up in life. They get caught up in all this stuff. And they see other people working hard, push, 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 bang, bang, bang. You know that kind of thing, right? And I gotta, re- I gotta remind them, hey, what about your meditation? What about your affirmations? What about your me time? What about, you know, and sometimes they're like, oh, no, no, we're making money. We got a jam. We got to pound this thing. I'm like, okay, all right, you know, have fun, you know, and, and when you need onks, just just give me a call and, and I'll even it out for you again, you know, and so, you know, things like that happen. But the joy happens when I see people turn their lives around and operate it with ease and start manifesting everything they want. Because here's the thing. We were all put on the planet for something. And you need to find out what it is for you. Once you find out what it is for you, right? And and for me, I'm an expression of two teachers. And I'm supposed to be a teacher. And now I'm operating like how I'm supposed to. I've retired from entertainment. Right? I'm retired from that. I suppose if somebody wanted me to do a show one day, I suppose I suppose the temptation would be too great. And I would go, okay, well, call the orchestra. We'll put it together and we do the show, right? And I, and I suppose I would do that because I love to do that, okay? 
but the joy that I get from watching people like just excel in their lives and, and you know, the kids that I teach and they go on to be outstanding adults. They go out to achieve. One of my students, she has over 700,000 followers on YouTube. She's a YouTuber. She's a star, right? And she was my hula girl. She was my first hula girl. We used to call her Hula Angel One. And, she, and her sisters were two and three. There were three of them, right? But she was the first one. And she started when she was five. And she was my hula dancer. The confidence that she got performing in front of tons of people all the time, right? Enabled her to, to give her that confidence. So once she got in front of the camera, it was, it was like a fish to water. It was like easy for her. Now she has over 700,000 followers. She doesn't have to work. She just has to keep doing her videos. She has to keep being her. She has to keep happy. She has to keep making, you know, uh, making people feel good, right? And that, that's what it's all about, okay? So, so anyway, the moral to this story is, you know, some people were born to drive the milk truck. You know, and driving milk trucks are important, right? Because deliveries need to be made, right? That guy that you see, you know, you know, when the policeman's standing there directing traffic and the construction guy's there and he, he's got that jackhammer and he, he's bossing up that concrete, right? Okay, he's supposed to do that. He's supposed to be there. We need that guy. Without that guy, are you going to do it? Do you know how to do it? You see what I'm saying, Hoynes? You have value. But you need to see your value, right? For many years, I ran from my value. Yeah, I was still doing my value. I was doing, I was doing them part-time, right? Now I'm doing it full-time, right? Well, not, not really full-time as in full, full-time, like I'm working 40 hours a week kind of full-time. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm still doing it. But now that's all I do, right? I teach. I life coach and I teach and I life coach and you know, whatever. The teaching, life coaching, same, same. Okay, but now we, we, we do it at a higher level for a higher level clientele. We, we do it for executives now on the life coaching side, you know, but I, but I help everybody. I try, to, I try to fit it in with everybody, you know, I try to fit it into people's budgets so they can get the information. And that's what this podcast is about. This podcast is about giving you guys insight and opening up your minds and opening up your world so that you can understand a little bit better. Okay, sometimes you think your job is no big thing. Sometimes you think what you do is just crap. Okay, but you know what? Chances are we need you. Chances are your job is important. Chances are you need to stand in front of the mirror and love what you see when you look in that mirror because you're important, because you count, because we need you, right? And when you get that, your life will change, Hawaiians. It will really change. Because my life was all about the celebrity. Oh, bro, I like to be on celebrity. Why? Oh, I, I like the chicks. And, um, you know, I like, right? I, you know, because that, oh, sorry, Hawaiians. I, 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 I got to go. But, yeah, the chicks was unreal. <laughs> they're still, they're, I'm still getting the texts. i still getting the text. All right, all right, all right. Hey, we'd like to thank our clients, <laughs> our sponsors. Brother Randy, Sister Jared Island Club in spot two convenient locations. Count them one and two. And Kakaako at the Aloha Lenny Hotel. Brother Charlie and the valets, they always park my car up front. Mahalo to you guys. Thank you guys. 
a also voice master family of service companies and afmhawaiimusic.com we mentioned them earlier uh, go check it out right brother Darren Chinan his music is on iTunes we put a lot of people on iTunes you just gotta make an appointment on the website and uh, fill out the contact form and we'll get back to you hey until next time I'm Ginny Kekoelba Jr. saying mahalo and 